Hello, 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 and welcome back to the SLP Corner podcast. This week's guest is Jillian Uden. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. This is going to be a different podcast this week for everyone listening. We're going to be turning the tables around. Jillian reached out to me and she had some questions about podcasting and it, and we were just talking a little bit before we started and it's not an uncommon question. Like I get DMs about how do you start a podcast? All these little questions that I had too when I first started. So I figured like what better way than to just have a little chat. So she's going to be kind of like interviewing me um, on questions that she has about podcasting. Um, and, um, hopefully other people can have questions answered too. So I'll try to be as detailed as I can, because I like when people are as specific as possible. So before we start, Jillian, do you want to just quickly give a little introduction just so people know who, who, like who they're listening to today, where you're from, what you do, all that. Yeah. So again, my name is uh, Jillian Uden. I'm a speech language pathologist in Orange County, California. Um, I've been in the speech world for over 12 years now. Um, I started as a slipper, so an assistant, and then migrated into becoming an SLP. Um, and I also um, have my assistive technology specialist certificate. So I'm also big in AAC and all of that technology. Um, and I'm just very interested in um, just like training and helping. And so I love your podcast. And that's why, you know, we, I think that as speech language pathologists, we all love to provide information. So if we could all, you know, get this information and, and figure out in different niches um, what we can do to help our field, I think it's great. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have you on. And I didn't know that one of your interests was AAC. So we could also potentially do a topic on that. I love talking about AAC. I feel like every time I talk about AAC, I learn so much more. So Definitely. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I know you're trained in peers and I'm trained in peers for the social skills. So that's also one of my other passions is um, just figuring out a better way of doing uh, social skills with a variety of different populations. Cause I feel there's great curriculum out there and there's great evidence-based practices, but there's not a specific one that is overarching for every maybe client, patient, student that's on your caseload, so. Yeah, I love peers. I highly recommend it to anyone listening. Love, love, love peers. I am on that train with you. I love peers too, so. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's, we can switch the roles now. (laughs) I'm giving you the floor and you can ask me anything. Um, Okay, well, let's do this. Since I was interested and I reached out to you about starting a podcast, What was your why for starting your podcast? Okay. So basically I, I just nerd out over SLP. Like a lot of us do hence the like surplus of SLP Instagram pages out there. Like clearly we all are pretty passionate about this. Um, So I just always enjoyed talking about SLP, everything to do with SLP. That's why I made SLP corner Instagram. I was like, I just need um, an outlet for all of my (laughs) my drive to talk about these topics. And then I got invited on a podcast, um, after like six months of having Instagram and I had just really enjoyed it. And I was like, wait, I just just start my own podcast. Cause I just had such a good time talking about, and, and I, I don't know, like I, I've always been a podcast listener and I just love podcasts. And I really like like the skinny confidential. They have this podcast, um, company called dear media And they always say that like podcasts are one of the very few 
media outlets that respects the listener's time and respects the user's time because you can be running errands, grocery shopping, cleaning your house, and you can do multiple things and be learning. And so I just really liked, I love podcasts for that reason. So that's kind of, that's my why for starting the podcast. <laughs> so I never like was like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I just did a podcast and I was like, that was such a fun experience. But I love how that happens when you have this idea and you don't know if it's going to work or not. And I agree with you. I think podcasts is that area where you pop it in, you're traveling. And even for our field, like we go in between clients a lot and we might have some shorter breaks and we just need something quick to listen to, um, either to keep our attention up or to find something that we can use with our, our uh, population. So I think that's amazing. And it's awesome that you got that idea from being on a podcast and then now you're making it your own. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was pretty random at first. I like kept it, a, I kept it a secret for like two months. Cause I was too embarrassed because <laughs> huh. obviously you don't have a lot of downloads at the beginning and it's like, Oh, do people even like this? And like, so I kept it a secret until I like had the courage to share it. Cause you know, you're like being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, but, um, yeah. So, yeah, well, we're glad you did. And so, um, when you are, after you found out your why and you're creating your podcast, how did you determine what platform to post it on? Did you, you know, do research on figuring out how to download on iTunes or Spotify? What did that look like? Yeah. So, um, once I started, once I was like, I want to do this, I just so much research. Oh my gosh. It was like, honestly, more of a learning curve than expected. Um, basically I'm going to link some really helpful links that I, that I read that were like very user-friendly links in the description of the, my bio, but did the gist of it is like, so first you need to apply to be on Apple podcasts. You need to get your podcast approved in the first place. This takes honestly upwards to two months or longer. Like it takes a long time. So you need to Google like, um, apply to be on Apple podcasts and get that submitted and get just so your podcast can exist in the first place. Then you need to find an RSS feed. So that's basically like the in-between between the podcast going on Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, all those different outlets. You need to have like a middle zone. So I use what's called Buzzsprout, but there's lots of options. I am not techie. I cannot, like I'm not techie. And I found Buzzsprout the most user-friendly. So I chose Buzzsprout. I can, I did it for free for the first bit. And now I pay, pay, because if you, I think it's after like six months or three months or something, they'll remove all your podcasts. If you don't start paying a monthly fee, which I wanted my podcasts on Apple and Spotify for a long time, but basically through Buzzsprout, where you upload your just raw audio podcast, then you click Apple podcasts, um, Spotify. And there's like, I don't know, there's like five other ones that I almost like, it's like the, um, like an umbrella, um, kind of, and then underneath the umbrella is all your different other platforms that it goes to. Okay. Yeah. And that was probably the most surprising thing. I really did not know you needed a middle ground thing. Like I didn't understand that. I didn't even understand how to put it out there, but I'm going to link some, um, I'm going to put some links in the description of this podcast that really lay it out for you and make it very clear. But yeah, that's kind of what I did. Does that answer that question? No, it does. And that makes more sense because I had no clue. Like just having the idea of myself wanting to do a podcast and I maybe went and Googled it and then you have like two things it says, but it doesn't ever tell you 
you need like that bus route for that middle platform to connect you with everything else. So that's going to be so helpful if you can like outline for a novice like myself or anyone else who wants to do something like you that then gives you all those things that we don't think about or that we don't know. So it might not, so it looks really consuming, but it could be that you just needed to know the right things to go to. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 I totally get it. And then with that, so you're saying that you upload your raw um, unedited podcast. So now we're going to go into this. Do you have to, like, who do, who edits your podcast? Do you do it yourself since you say you're not as techie or do you um, send it out and outsource it to, to a company to edit your podcast? Okay. So um, I should, I should uh, be more specific. So when I said raw, I'm why more so meant like the complete, it is edited once I put it into Buzzsprout. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. So it is edited and everything once I put it into Buzzsprout, but I, I do all the editing because I just know exactly what I want and what I don't want. And I need to be in control of that. <laughs> so I edit my own podcast. You can edit through GarageBand. I record in GarageBand, but I often actually edit in iMovie. I, it's not, that is not what I would recommend because I don't think people, I know for a fact, almost all podcasters go through GarageBand. I really like iMovie. I can work. I'm very familiar with it from undergrad. I have no clue, but if you aren't familiar with iMovie, I would say just learn GarageBand. I prefer iMovie and that's not going to be a common answer. So I would just go probably GarageBand route. Um, whenever I'm with guests, I'm very rarely do in-person interviews because people are from all over. So I do zoom and I get the recording from zoom and I can input in, you can input into GarageBand or you can input it into iMovie. Um, and then if I'm doing it alone, like a solo episode, I record it in GarageBand and then I edit it in iMovie, but other people just edit it right in GarageBand. Um, yeah. Did that, was that, that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like I've never used GarageBand. I've used same thing with undergrad and uh, grad school. We, I used iMovie when we had to do presentations. So that makes me feel better that you can take, I'm a control freak too. So I feel like I would want to have a hold of it. The only thing I was worried about is making sure it turns out the way I want it because I, I'm not, I mean, even though I have the assistive tech, the tech side of that could be kind of daunting. So I've used iMovie and I can, I'm, I'm kind of comfortable with that. So it makes me feel better that you can still have the ownership of your podcasts and everything that you do on it is, is what you want. And then when you outsource, you have that fear of someone's going to turn it into something that you don't want. So yeah, like I, I can't imagine day I like let someone else edit it. But editing takes so much time. It's that's what takes the time. Because even if you barely make any edits, which sometimes I really don't, it depends on the guest and if just what it just depends on the situation, but you're still listening to your entire interview all over again. So it's a lot of time and it's going to be longer than your interview. So however long your interview was, your editing is probably going to double that. So it's quite time consuming. Okay. Makes sense. So at least you have now we have stuff that like at least we have access to too that you know you everyone's probably heard hopefully of iMovie and GarageBand if they have a Mac or something similar to that platform on a PC. So it's not something you have to go purchase and buy. It's, sometimes it comes onto those computers. So that that's that's really nice to know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then okay, so talking about your guests, I have a couple questions about that. How do you find your guests? So when I first started my Instagram, when I first started my podcast, I was so surprised that people would DM me and ask to come on the podcast. 
And I, I was like stunned because my first probably 15 podcasts or maybe 10, I can't really remember were solo. I never was like, I don't want to have to rely on, um, a guest. I don't, I don't want that. And also like, I am always the mentality and like, if you can do it alone, do it alone. It gets complicated when you go into like any sort of business or any sort of anything with someone else. So I wanted to do it alone, which I was like, okay, I can handle that. Like, um, and then people started reaching out and they were like, I want it from the podcast. I was like, what? So then that was a whole other thing because I'm like, oh my God, I have to like learn how to interview. But then I was like, I don't know. Basically I ended up just trying to be, tried to be like as myself as possible. So it ended up just being conversations and it's been really fun. And so for the longest time I would just get emails And, um, now sometimes if I see someone that they maybe have a new course coming out or they have something, I know they're going to want to promote, then I'll reach out to them and I'll say, do you want to talk about this topic? Cause oftentimes their course I think is interesting. And I want to talk about like that too. Yeah. Like, um, Anna DSLP just came on the podcast and talked all about play-based therapy and she has a course coming out. So oftentimes like they come on my podcast and they are sharing something that they're very familiar with. So that's a benefit to the listeners. And then at the same time, it's a benefit to them because then they get all these people listening and do you know what I mean? So it's like, we're helping each other out. So yeah, either I reach out on Instagram or, um, people just email because they, people just love to talk about like the, the topics they're passionate about, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think it's a mixture. So you get, you get to find people that maybe you wouldn't have found or known of that they're reaching out to you or, and I like that you connect it. Cause I feel like it, it does justice for everyone. That's that's either promoting something that you're interested in, but then maybe someone else would want to hear their, their course or their, you know, materials or whatever that is. And so it's a nice mixture of, you know, not feeling that you have to have a list of guests, then now you're having people reach out to you. And then, yeah, you reach out to those other ones. And you, you know, that's what I think I might, I'm afraid of. If I do start that, like, how do I start? Who do I have? And what does that look like? So it's, it's nice to hear that you've, you've reached out, but you also have someone that's contacted you as well. Yeah. Like I would say like two things. One is like, I just wanted this to be as authentic as possible. That sounds cheesy, but I was like, I don't want this to be so curated. So sometimes when guests, maybe there's like a period of time where I have less um, guests because people aren't promoting things or people are just for whatever reason, I'm not as active on Instagram and then that's fine. Then I'll just do solo. Like I never wanted it to feel like I'm very, very forced. So it's like, Yeah. And then the other thing is like one piece of advice, which just made me think of it when you were like, um, talking about the thoughts you have before you start is, um, just start, just go do it and then fix the problems as they pop up. But like, I feel like I heard that from a podcaster and I can't remember, I think it was actually from the skinny confidential. Um, the guy, he's the one who owns your media. He was like, um, what was his language? It was like launch. And then, and then once you launch fix all the issues that arise, but like, if you wait, because you have so many questions or concerns, you'll never launch. And I feel like we can all relate to that because it's like, you have so many things that pop up. You're like, ah, I don't know. Like, if I don't know this, I don't know that. And it's like, no, just go for it. And then figure it out as you go. But like, you just need to go and it'll be messy and kind of like, who knows? Like I will never go listen back to my beginning podcast because that is like not something I'm any interest in doing, but you just got to launch, you know? Yeah. And I feel like if you settle in in that fear, 
um, it's you're never yeah, you're right you're never going to get that started so and and it's even like when we as SLPs we always grow and we learn and our field changes and I feel like as a podcast it's the same thing so and it's nice to hear too because I'm thinking of wanting to start one and I and I heard you answer this and this was one of my questions about having a co-host um, so it's nice to know that you feel that it's better for you to have just by yourself so what made you make that true decision that you didn't want to have a co-host um so i'm gonna be so honest with this answer <laughs> i just have not always had the most amazing experiences working with other people and not because of like the personality it's like the lack of flexibility and i need flexibility and the only way you can have true flexibility and kind of like control is if you are doing it on your own and so it's like this in, uh, just you know master's program group projects or like um I've tried to do certain certain little tiny uh, business ventures with my friends and I realized over time that I work the most effectively if I'm alone and I and I don't remember who told me this but someone told me they're like if it might have been my parents but if you can do it on your own because my dad's a business owner. So they're very like, and they own it. And he's like, if you can just do it on your own, do it on your own. It's almost always better to just do it on your own because it's very hard to go into a business with someone I find. However, I know some people feel very differently and they're like, I could never do this without someone else, but you just have to know yourself, I guess. Cause like, that's not for me. Yeah. I'm the same way. And as you're saying that I had an idea of wanting to have a co-host and I have you know, we have so many colleagues that are SLPs or OTs, but as you just said that, and like, I feel like sometimes it can get messy. And if you are very, like, you know, exactly what you want to do and you don't want to change it for someone else's ideas, I think you're making my decision easier thinking to myself that I might have someone come on here and there as a supporting person that people know on the podcast. But necessarily after you saying that, I think for my control, I would want it to be by myself and then have guests on as the other person I talk to. So I totally get you. I understand you. And it's the same way with group projects or things at work. It's we have great ideas, but sometimes coming together to collaborate, like I said, could get messy and it's not going to have the same outcome as what's in your head for what you want. Yeah, exactly. And like the beauty of a podcast is you can have guests. You can, I know like one of my close friends, Guggins come on like four podcasts now and you can have that if you want, you know what I mean? But I, I would recommend to most people, if you're going to be launching something, just do it independently. It's probably going to save you a lot of problems down the road to just wow. do it on your own. No, I think that's a great advice. And I think that's what people are fearful of. Uh, it's always scary to start something on your own, but then you have that ownership and control and it's yours and no one can take that from you. So I think that's something that a lot of maybe the listeners would love to know. Um, I only have one more question. I think this is a great question to wrap up this topic. Um, if you could give any advice um, to your listeners about starting a podcast, what would it be? And if you could give some ups and downs just so they, they know the ins and outs and not just the good things, but the, the difficult things as well. Yes. Okay. I have so much, so much to say. <laughs> okay. One thing that I learned from another podcaster like, I don't even know who knows, but was your podcast needs to be one or more of the following things. It needs to be funny, inspiring, or educational. 
it needs to fall in that umbrella. So if it's just like random, unorganized chit chat, no clear message, it needs to be something. So it's like most podcasts you listen to, they're funny, educational, inspirational. They're two of the three. They're one of the three. They're all three. If they don't fall under that category, that's something to think about. So I found like oftentimes mine would be more like educational because you're learning something usually, you know what I mean? Um, so knowing like your personality and knowing what you want to put out there and being very um, purposeful in choosing that, like, it's not just like random, you know, like knowing, I think that's important, like kind of knowing what you want it to be. Um, and then another piece of advice would be like the, just go for it. And then, and then make changes along the way, you know, like you can always change things. You can always alter things, but I feel like just, just do it. Like, just go for it. I, uh, yeah. Um, so, okay. The for, for the first year, I was like, so obsessed with the mentality of not missing a week. I was like, I'm not going to miss a week. I'm going to post every Monday. And I was so proud of not missing a week. And I did a year without missing a week. And that ended up not being sustainable. And I missed a, quite a few weeks actually in the summer. And then again, in October, because life just becomes busy. And if you have anything going on that sometimes you can't prioritize certain aspects of your life. And it all comes down to like, what, what do you have time to prioritize? So that's been like, well, the ups are like meeting new people learning. I've learned so much and it sounds cheesy, but like having conversations with other people, you learn so much. It's such a nice connection, nice way to meet other SLPs. The downs is like, sometimes it's very time consuming. Like today I did podcasts all day instead of going skiing. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to go skiing. But then I also, it, this is a, this is like one of my priorities. You know what I mean? So right. it comes down to priorities. And then in sometimes in like October, I was prioritizing like going skiing. You know what I mean? So it's like, it just comes down to, then that's the downs though. Cause then my personality, it becomes stressful. And I'm like, oh no, I didn't do this. Or, oh no, I need to edit. Or I don't feel like having conversations with people today. And you know what I mean? So I would just say like, be easy on yourself. It should be fun. Like I wouldn't worry about like numbers and downloads and like monetizing at the beginning because you will get too caught up in that. And I found that when my downloads increased the most was when I let go of like wanting to be like, so I wanted so many downloads. And then as soon as I let that go, it sounds so cheesy, wow. but that's when you see the most growth, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like you just have to like put it out in the universe and let go of those expectations. And you're hundred percent right. I feel like when you fixate on it and you try to predict and control that outcome, that's when you're not going to get it. And so I'm hearing you like also saying balance. Cause I feel like we're very passionate people and we love kind of seeing the, the product, but sometimes that can be our downfall where we just need to know that we don't want to burn out, that we want to continue to make this podcast something that is our passion. And so that's a big thing that I'm taking away from you is finding those three key elements, but making sure that you're not burning out, that you're finding the balance and it's something that you love and that you want to sustain, that you can educate and entertain your audience. So this has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. You are so good at interviewing. Thank you. You need to do a podcast. I know. I feel like, but I feel like you've been so good. Like you were so good. And I felt like I just wanted to keep like listening to you. I could listen to you all day. And I definitely oh. love your podcast. So, but oh. thank you. Thank you so much.